amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to a Fresh Start podcast where we begin our morning with a fresh start, inspiration, and Saturday truth. I'm your host, Juanita Johnson, and we are about to get transparent with you. Honey, today we are talking about church and therapy. You got that right, church and therapy. I have a very special guest for this touching episode. Her name is Lanisha Phillips. She is a singer, writer, podcast host, and much more. Thank you so much for coming on today, Lanisha. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Can you tell the audience about yourself? Who is Lanisha Phillips? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I <laughs> I try to answer this question as simply as possible. Um, but I grew up in a family, um, grew up in Rayford, North Carolina. So shout out to Bucktown. Um, honestly, I'm just a country girl that was raised to be authentic to self um, and to how I express myself. Um, and I grew up in the church all my life. So, honestly, I'm just a country girl that loves Jesus, truly. Hey, man, a country girl that loves Jesus. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe your experience with church? For sure, yeah. Um, and I think every – well, I can't say everybody's had the same experience um, because – Everybody has a different background, but if if you like are from the south, I mean it's pretty pretty um general across the board with church. At you were there every Sunday, if not every Sunday, it was every other Sunday, or first, third, and fifth, or second and fourth. However, you know your church did things. But um, I was in church just about every Sunday growing up. Um, Presbyterian, or excuse me, I guess you could say uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What's the term? Um, um, dang it, I can't think of the term right now, but as far as, like, historically um, African-American Presbyterian, because there's a difference between <laughs> racially Presbyterian and the, uh, the, the historical uh, black Presbyterian church. So that was from my dad's side. My mom's side was more Baptist, uh, missionary Baptist to be, to be specific. And so, um, yeah, oh, my God. Um, I, yeah, I think all my life, just about, just because my parents went to church all their lives, too. Um, so um, being a person of faith started really, really young. Um, and then as far as church, um, I definitely experienced a lot of um, my love and my expression in music as far as singing, um, playing an instrument. Um, all of that started originally in church. I think I've been singing in church since I was like four or five. Um, but singing for as long as I can remember, so maybe even before that. But um, my experience with church, man, um, just the gospel itself, 
is a now that I'm older. I didn't understand it when I was younger. I got saved when I was like 13. And so, of course, you're in middle school, right? You really don't know the full totality. I mean, some people do, but <clears throat> I didn't get that luxury of like really understanding the love that God had for me, even at that young age. I didn't fully understand like what the Christian faith was really about. All I knew, and this is just real transparent and raw, I needed help, and I know that I needed him <laughs> when I gave my life to him. And so, um, yeah, I've been saved since I was 13, but, of course, you grow up and get older. And so um, I've definitely been able to witness just growth as far as the black church specifically. Um, growing up, of course, there was a lot of traditionalism. There was a lot of you can't you know, do this or do that, and it just seemed like a bunch of rules at first, which is why I struggled a little bit in the beginning because I was, you know, 13, like this tween growing up into, you know, going into high school and all these emotions and stuff. And um, I don't think the prior generation was properly taught on how to handle, like, stuff like that while also managing your faith walk, being saved really young. And so... Um, I did a lot of learning as I got older um, and going through life, just life in general, um, dealing with different things from childhood up until now. And so um, today's church definitely looks a little different, um, but I will say that all in all with church, I've been able to understand more and more what unconditional love means through my relationship with God um, and just thinking back to the moment that I got saved, and even now, like, it messes me up if there's an altogether go somebody gets saved. Like, I'm going to be in a corner somewhere. If I'm not shouting, I'm, I'm slobbering, crying, snotting, all of that, just because it just takes me back to that place in the memory of how much and how desperately I needed him before I got saved. Um, so for me, um, no matter what, whether it was stuff that went down that I didn't like or, you know, whatever, I've always still kept my mind of, well, there's always a soul that needs Jesus. Like so many people are searching for truth and searching for love and searching for assurance and identity. And so um, Jesus provides all of that for us, and we just have to fully accept the love, right, fully accept his truth. And um, once once you do that, it's, it's a lot of freedom that comes with that and a lot of authority that we can walk in. So, um, yeah, that's just been my experience with the church. Again, it definitely has, has grown in some areas. Um, there's some areas that we can definitely work on as a whole body together. Um, there can definitely be some more unity, but overall, um, my experience with the church is just, it's been an evolution for sure, not even just of how specifically the black church, but, like, even the technology, like, and how we're, doing services, you know, in person and via social media. And so it's grown definitely a lot with just how advanced technology has been over the past 10 years, too. So, Oh, wow. That is, wow. You said a lot of powerful information. Um, one of the first things you said is, I needed help, and I knew I needed him. Um and you talked about finding Jesus, and in Jesus there is identity, assurance, hope, 
And all we have to do is accept his love. And you talked about being young in the church. As a teacher, I see that there's a lot of kids out there that, one, especially middle school, like you said, and that's a great level I teach, um, they're looking for identity. They're looking for love and a lot of love in the wrong places, and they're looking for assurance or people to tell them, or affirmations, people say, hey, you're doing a good job. And what mm-hmm. a lot of young people don't realize, old, older and young now, now is the older people as well just looking for identity, love, and assurance. But what people don't realize is exactly what you said, that that identity, assurance, that hope, it literally, it comes from Jesus. And when you accept mm-hmm. him, like you said, there is freedom. There is authority that you can walk in that's like no other. And his love is without condition. It is unconditional. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about, you, you You mentioned Jesus and finding him brings identity, assurance, hope, and love, but can you talk about what church and Jesus means to you? Oh, man, um, what they mean to me. Um, I think with church specifically, um, when I think of the word church, I automatically um, think of the body of Christ. And just like our physical bodies, we have different things, different systems, right? And so when we talk about the church as a whole, um, it's a place where I was able to be loved um, throughout the craziest <laughs> moments of my life. Um, I feel like the church um, is also in a way like a hospital, right? Because there's different things you need and you may be suffering with, maybe not so much physically, although Jesus can heal, amen. Um, Maybe not so much physically, but the internal stuff that we don't get to talk about um, and express all the time, um, that's where God can meet us. Um, And sometimes we don't even have to say a word. It's just God meets you where you are. And so the church as a whole, um, I've been blessed to say that throughout my life, the church family that I've been around has been so warm and, like, warm and, and comforting and peaceful. And sometimes, look, we, we go through things where we can't exactly keep our arms lifted or keep standing. And it's good to know that um, in the body that, other people will lift you up. Other people will pray for you. There's a song I love um, that talks about how somebody prayed for me that had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me, and then it continues, I'm so glad they prayed. Because <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't, you don't, life can knock you down to the point where you feel like you can't even pray um, sometimes, depending on what's going on. Um so as far as the church, it's a church, or excuse me, the church is just a body that works together. And just like, again, the physical body, the, the body was made to heal itself. And whether we know it or not, there is power in the body of Christ, all the different members, all the different systems, working together to help and serve one another. So the church, and along with, um, you know, of course, Jesus at being at the center, as long as he's the center of uh, of everything, there is nothing else that really matters. Um, so, so I think they go hand in hand. We can't do anything without Jesus um, and the power that He gives, the strength that He gives, the joy that He gives. Um, especially with just the origin of 
our salvation being solely in his decision to sacrifice his life for ours. And so, um, man, um, Jesus is everything to me, real talk. And um, I've had my moments where I've grown up to where I've, I've been able to talk to him for self and grow in him myself. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But it's, oh, oh, man. Um, yeah, without him, I'm, I'm not, I, I do my best to not do things in my own strength. And I think I can, you know, identify with a lot of people where sometimes, you know, we think we can, you know, handle certain things and, Jesus is just waiting, <laughs> waiting on the sidelines. Like, hey, I'm, I'm right here. You know, just, just tag me in when you, you know, because um, you seem like you're doing your own thing right now. And he's a gentleman. <laughs> he's not gonna force himself on us. So, um, yeah, man. I think if we just keep Jesus at the center of everything and work together, um, man, we can continue to always uplift other people and serve other people. So. So that's what this world needs. <laughs> With how crazy this world has got, we need more love. We need more support from other people um, and more safety and numbers um, as far as standing together. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I know already so many people uh, can definitely relate to this. Um, church is a hospital. Um, it's a... Um, a poem that I love is called Jesus versus the church. And Mm -hmm. in that poem, it says that the church is not a museum for the saints. It's a hospital full of broken people. And it's so many people in the community that say, oh, I'm not going to go to church because there's so many hypocrites and so many uh, uh, liars and backbiters and Mm -hmm. things like that in the church. But my question is, if we don't allow the whoremongers, if we don't allow the liars, if we don't allow the least to come into the church, where do we put them? And who on right. the earth is sin? So yeah. we go to church to pray together, to repent together, to confess our sins one to another. You know, That's because right. like you said, church is a body. Um, and I love how you describe your church being warm, comforting, and peaceful. And that's how you know when the head is working, you know, and God plays a good leader in that church. And Absolutely. everybody else is working the way it's supposed to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said something that's uh, really important. You said we are, you know, we serve one another. Um, and that's what the body of Christ is. You know, we help each other, you know. Um, you said you think sometimes we can handle stuff ourselves, and Jesus is a gentleman. Sometimes he just he sit on the sideline, you know, waiting for us to tag him in. And I know this right. probably touched a lot of people that felt like, hey, I'm going through so much by myself, whether it's financial difficulties, whether it's uh, difficulties in marriage, whether it's difficulties with um, children, baby mother, baby father, or right, yeah. on the job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Go ahead and take the Lord in. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's leading us to 
therapy. Um, growing up, what were some positive and negative things that you heard about therapy in the community as a whole, but especially in the black community and the church? Because we know therapy at one point was taboo in the black community and church. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, man, um, and verbatim, I'm going to just I'm – <laughs> I'm a very honest and transparent person, so I'm not going to lie. Like, one of the first things I remember hearing, and I don't even remember if it was in church. I think it might have been outside of church, but um, I think I overheard, like, family members discussing it, like a, like a family function. They were talking about somebody else, and um, somebody specifically made the comment that therapy was for a certain race, and it it never sat well with me because I was like, well, if this is something that the person, like, mentally cannot handle, if they have a cut or injury, they go to the hospital. So why is it that this is only something that's geared towards a specific race when just like you're injured in your physical body, you also can get injured in your brain, um, depending on what's going on? So that was one of the first things that I heard, um, specific commentary. Um and uh, I guess throughout life, it was very, like you said, very taboo. Um, therapy, I think, was taboo for the simple fact that for so long, I mean, we're talking about up until recent years, like people are just now being, like um, African Americans are being just now open to going to therapy. And I love the awareness that has been, you know, brought up and uncovered because the simple fact is that after you go through so much trauma, that does alter how your brain functions, how your emotions are are, um, triggered in the body, and it causes diseases, whether people want to admit it or not. The word broke broke up is dis-ease, but it starts from different things. Not going to lie, I'm going to go here. You holding grudges and stuff or whatever and don't know how to let stuff go and don't know how to release things or whatever, and talk about your emotions, and then you wonder why you got ulcers or you got different things going on in your digestive system or you're always angry and you wonder why you got heart problems. You have to let that stuff out. We've got to release this stuff. And I'm grateful, again, for the knowledge and awareness that's come up within the past recent years. But beforehand, like, Going to therapy was looked at like you had leprosy almost. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there is like there's no hope for you. You got to go to therapy. Like that's it. You're just somebody that belongs in the crazy house. That's another comment I heard. Um, I didn't necessarily hear that one in church, but I think in church regarding therapy, um, everybody just thought that somebody laying hands. For a long time, and even with me, like I, because I learned it in church, I automatically assumed that when somebody prayed for you and laid hands on you, like whatever you were dealing with was supposed to go away like that, and it doesn't work that way. There's steps that we have to take, right? Like faith without works is dead, as the scripture mm-hmm. says. So if I'm going somewhere or if I'm trying to meet Jesus by way of this minister, this, this prophet, this leader, this pastor, and giving, you know, Jesus everything and casting my cares onto him, um, it's not just about the fact that that person slapping oil on my forehead because if I really am not 
hoping for that thing to happen or faithing for a, a breakthrough or deliverance, whatever, I'm just going to walk out to the church a greasy, demon-filled person. <laughs> like, it's not going to go away. And so um, making sure that in church, um, oh, God, I mean, I, I feel like prayer has always been kind of like an undertone and a very big, important part of my life. Um, so I, I did have to grow out of that thought of like, oh, well, you know, when somebody lay hands on me, I'm just, it's just gone away like that. Like, no, like, that's not how it works. Um, you literally have to work your faith, just like you go and work out. <laughs> like, you literally have to work your faith even after that moment. Um, and, again, like, the more you commune with Jesus, the more you spend time with him, the more that you can learn how to walk in that authority and, you know, cast things down and manage your thoughts and emotions better over, you know, situations that come up. But whew, back in the day, yeah, therapy and stuff like that, it was just it just wasn't accepted well. Um and so it's kind of a a, a catch twenty two because certain races were getting the help that they needed except for us, right? So if we flip this on the other side, it's like, okay, for some reason we think or we've been taught to think that getting help is not what we need to do, even though we need it. So there's two sides of it as far as, you know, views and perspectives. But, yeah, uh, uh, that's definitely on the negative side. Um, I feel like, again, just like I mentioned before, in recent years we've been more open to um, the state of the mental in the black community. Um, I mean, really all over, but I feel like for us it's, it's definitely – being received more um, and being taken into consideration. Um, honestly, it's really, and I think COVID really helped kind of like push this because everybody was made to stay at home. Everybody was made to sit still. And then you get into a routine or whatever for however many years. People have families and careers and jobs where they go to, they do the same thing every day for a long extended period of time. And all of that comes to a halt. Now you have to deal with the thoughts that you buried up under a rug, right, for all these years, whether it's you, your spouse, your kids, your relatives, whatever, and these things had to be addressed. Um, and so, unfortunately, right now there is a mental health epidemic, but I feel like it's because of us having to hold on to all that stuff for so long. And even it being passed down gener- generationally because – if that's all we saw was the sweet issues up under the rug, then we turn around, that's what we learned, so we did the same thing, and then to just automatically come to a halt, even that, it was, it was mind-shifting for a lot of people. And so um, on the positive side, I love that there's more access to cheaper options as far as therapy. Um, I love that it's available digitally or through, like, a chat and whatnot through apps. Um, to, for people to feel more safe and secure because, sadly, we live in a community where everybody's business is posted everywhere and you can't really truly confide in people like you would hope. And so um, I think the mental health field, especially due to COVID, had to hurry up and adjust to the demand of everything that was going on after COVID. So, um, again, I'm grateful for where mental health is now within the black community because it's more accepted. Um, it's just that unlearning generational stuff and habits, right, and 
um, denouncing and reprogramming your mental from so like 20, 30, however many years for people um, of trauma, it's just going to take time. So, again, the awareness is there. It's just that everybody's journey with it is going to be different. And so I just pray that the church um, is working more towards being prepped for the people that's getting ready to come to the church because it's not going to be church people. It's not going to be people that um, say a bunch of these vows and, and, and whatever. It's going to be people that just genuinely need help, and we need to be ready. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, that was powerful. Um, wow. Especially that last part when you said, church people, we need to be ready for the people who come that definitely need that. That definitely need yeah. help. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Um, again, you said a lot. <laughs> um, you talk about how trauma can alter how the brain functions and can literally cause sickness in the body. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you know, basically... Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So yeah, you yeah. talked about, yes, you talked about how faith without works is dead. And, you know, you talked about, you know, receiving prayer. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we, we stop at receiving prayer and we think, okay, this is this is it. Okay, you can have faith, but like you said, faith without works is dead. So we have to put into practice after the prayer. So we need the prayer, mm-hmm. but we also need the work. So what can we do after the prayer? You know, and like you said, unlearn and be mad trauma. Uh, we can practice forgiveness, release anger, practice positive coping mechanisms yeah. because man, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. But how old were you when you were introduced to therapy? Let's see. Um, at first, it was, uh, let's see, introduced to therapy. Now, as far as, like, the idea of going, um, I was introduced at 19. Um, I had, like, gone through a really, 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 really bad breakup. Um, and um, my my folks, my parents actually um, suggested it. And I was just so hurt by, like, different things that had went down. So I even, like, knocked it off, right, because I was initially, you know what I'm saying, like, in that mindset of, oh, well, therapy's not going to help, like, da 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 whatever. Um, and so it wasn't until um, maybe, let's see, I got, let's see, 19, 20, 21, 22. I think um, I actually started going to therapy. I'm 30 now. I started going to therapy when I was 
either 27 or 28. Um, and so I went for a little bit. My therapist had moved and then had some different transitions in between there. And so now I found my most recent therapist, which I think is almost a year of being with her. And so um, as far as being engaged with therapy, um, I've been doing it for the last, like, two and a half years um, of my life, and it's really been helping me, for real. <laughs> great, great. So when did you realize therapy was actually beneficial, and how has therapy helped you? Um, therapy has really, really, I think I started realizing it the more that um, – because initially, um, I was just doing a lot of talk therapy at first, and sometimes that's honestly what people need is just to get this stuff out of their head, and because um, mm-hmm. of dealing with anxiety the majority of my life, um, at first, that's what I needed. And so I noticed, like, I was able to have clearer thoughts as far as benefits go. Um, I was able to think a lot more clearly um, with learning different tools as far as um, affirming myself, that definitely helps pour into myself. Um, and to be honest, the whole time I've been in therapy these past couple of years, I've been with faith-based counselors. I've been dealing with, like, faith, you know, counselors of the faith. So what I love is that the affirmations that um, I've either come up with or been given a framework for they've always encouraged me, hey, attach a scripture that supports that affirmation um, and repeat it however many times throughout the day or just, you know, maybe pick one to meditate on or whatever throughout the day and have a scripture attached to it and meditate on that as well. Um, oh, man, um, it's definitely been able, I've definitely been able to um, notice when I'm triggered because sometimes that's a thing too where, Something happens to someone, they haven't dealt with unresolved trauma and actually process it or whatever. It may have hurt in that moment, but we hold so much in sometimes, and so we don't talk about it and talk about how we felt in the moment and what effects it really caused um, long-term. And so when you start to deal with unresolved trauma, whether it's from childhood on up whenever through life because, believe it or not, trauma comes in many different shapes, forms, and sizes. And so, um, I mean, moving to a degree, depending on how you move, right, from one place to the other, if you get evicted, like, that can be trauma in some ways. Dealing with a divorce, dealing with, you know, grief, death of a loved one, um, depending on how, you know, different people mean to you, like, it, it can take a toll. And so, um yeah, making sure that dealing with unresolved trauma is, like, a number one priority for me just because um, I had a lot of, like, childhood stuff going on that played into my adult self. Um, and so, like, even getting in touch with, like, my inner child helped greatly because you essentially grow up, yes, in the physical body and years of age, but when you deal with that inner child, it helps to manage those triggers a lot well because that's the person who's triggered is the person, the time and the space in that that person was of when the original trauma happened. So when you start to work with that, it's like, hey, reminding that inner self, hey, we're not in the same place. This may be a different situation. We have control. There's safety. Like there's so many things that I've learned 
um, I've definitely been able to benefit from being self-aware of noticing when I'm triggered because my body responds first and then my emotions kind of real. And no, normally that's like how it normally goes. And so um, being aware of my triggers, being self-aware, expressing my emotions more clearly. Um, I dealt with a lot of abandonment issues. And so um Rejection played into a lot of that, and so in order for me to to grow and fully even trust my inner self, I had to deal with understanding that um, rejection is not something that should go so deep, right? Like, sure, you get disappointed, you feel sad and stuff like that, but just allowing that feeling to happen instead of internalizing it so much so that it takes an effect on how you see life overall. So I've benefited in a lot of ways, um, and it's even helped me in my worship because um, being a woman of faith, prayer has been, a again, a big part of my life. Um, I probably would not be sane if I didn't pray <laughs> just because um, though we deal with these different things, um, I, the way I can look at it or the way that I've been looking at it for a little bit is if if I could handle this on my own, I wouldn't need Jesus. And so um, having scripture and reading about situations that Jesus himself was involved in that would have been traumatic for some, it could have been traumatic for Jesus. We don't know because we weren't there, but going based off of the text, like, even with the thing where he prayed until he literally was 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 sweating blood, like so much mm. pressure was on him, and we can identify with being pressured in life and being overwhelmed or whatever. Just that example alone, like it just we we just hold so much in, and so again, whenever you bring Jesus into the equation and what he he has physically said about how he feels about us, how he treasures us us, how much he loves us, and how much he's there for us, and understanding the identity of who he is, um, and how much he considers and thinks of us, um, it definitely makes the 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 Christian walk a lot less um, pressure-filled, a lot less lonesome, um, and a lot more, again, praying just because of being secure, and if nothing else, I know Jesus got me, and that's that's really all I need just because this man literally died for me. Like, I, I, nobody's really taught that. So <laughs> my mama may not make sense sometimes. My daddy may not make sense sometimes. My, my, my best friend, my child, whoever, right? But one thing I know is that I can depend on him. So, so yeah, so that's how therapy and being a woman of faith and depending on Jesus has helped me greatly. Wow. Amen. Amen. You said something about like how when he was praying, he prayed into, he was sweating blood. And it reminded me of Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Mm -hmm. Wow. So like that is no like I I I don't know any other religion where a savior has died for somebody. A savior has literally oh. come on the earth blameless, came on the earth blameless, mm-hmm. endured being talked about, endured being lied lied on, 
endured the ones who he thought should be for him turned against him. But yeah. yet, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah. My, my goodness, my goodness. But you said something that, that is really beneficial to a lot of people. Um, you talked about faith-based counselors, and I have noticed an influx of Christian counselors now. Yeah. Um, so if if anybody's listening and you have been afraid to get therapy because you maybe you've been feeling like if uh, if I get therapy, then that means I don't believe in Jesus. No, you can get Christian therapy, um, or it's okay to even get Christian Christian counseling in church. Um, it's okay. Um, what is your role now um, when it comes to therapy in the community? What do you do now? Oh my gosh! Um, you know it's kind of <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so. And I'm laughing because I can only I'm only like thinking the first thing that comes to mind, excuse me, is a uh I watched a TikTok, you know, talking about how like normally firstborn because I'm the eldest of my siblings, normally firstborn siblings or eldest uh siblings uh normally end up working in like the wellness field of some like some some type of way. And so um I don't I've never like went to school for like uh, social working or anything like that. I'm just really big on the advancing of mental health and mental awareness in the black community. Um, I do work for a wellness center um, currently that I've been at for like two years. And so I've been able to work there. Um, they specialize in alternative therapy that helps the body, um, you know, just with recovery or different injuries and stuff like that. Um, but all my life I've either had like hospitality jobs, service jobs, or something to do with wellness. And so, um, the only thing relative to therapy, like specifically and mental health specifically, um, is the podcast that I do host called When People Listen. And that literally was created just because, um, in a lot of movies, black cinema, like in, drama movies like you saw where like children just kind of wanted to be heard and paid attention to or people just felt like neglected emotionally and then there was a response because they got fed up there was a response because they felt alone they felt this they felt that and so like out of nowhere um a friend of mine had posted about desiring more podcasts on her station and initially I was not going to do it because I was scared. I had like a kind of a trigger a little bit because it was something that I always wanted to do. But I was like, I don't know if people are really going to listen. Like, Ugh, I don't want to be lame, stuff like that. And so um, I, I kind of ignored it, scrolled by it the first day. And literally the next day another friend of mine had sent me the same post, like personal message over Facebook and was like, hey, I think you should do this. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so um, I definitely, uh, let's see, I started actually a year ago, I want to say around this time between July and August, um, I started the podcast. And so that's available. Again, it's called When People Listen. Um, and there's some different podcasts. Um, I talk about how to cope with stress. I talk about um, self-sabotage and how that, growth um, as far as different goals and things you want to achieve. I talk about self-worth, um, so many different topics. Um, man, I just I think like the last two episodes, I just spent time 
encouraging, like no scripts, no idea, no like outline. I just wanted to encourage people on um, the last couple episodes. But yeah, so many different episodes geared towards so many things. So um, if you guys want to check that out, that is on Apple, it's on Spotify. Um, as well. So, so yeah, as far as therapy specific and what I do in the community, that's all that I do for now, but I do have some, some things that I'm hoping to develop really soon. Mm, that is amazing. So it sounds like you were destined for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it chose you. You didn't choose it. So it's like, especially the confirmation, right? So yeah. Christian mental health, um, it's found on Instagram, but it's also a website. There's a quote there that says, God is present in the ups just as much as he is in the downs. Your your mood doesn't change his faithfulness. What is that quote, Sandy? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, simply that he's, he's always going to be there. Um, it doesn't change his faithfulness because he made a decision about us first before we could ever decide on him, before we could ever choose to love him. He already loved us. Um, and so it's just a beautiful thing to know, again, that unconditional love for one exists for my good, my bad, my ugly, my indifferent. God still loves me. He desires time with me. Um, and and to anybody listening, please know that God just wants to spend time with you. Um, he wants you to come to him open and honest. He doesn't want you to pretend to be someone that you're not. There is no need for you to pretend. Um, and don't make anyone feel, or excuse me, don't, make, don't let anyone make you feel like you have to change according to their standard. You just keep walking with Jesus and let him do what he needs to do in your life. Amen. Amen. Wow. So what would you say to someone listening who may be going through a difficult time, whether it's divorce, childhood trauma, sickness, grief, et cetera, and they've been struggling with the idea of going to church and the idea of therapy? What would you say to them? Oh, man, I would say just, just, give, just give both of them a try um, because there are things. I firmly believe in the healing power of Christ. I fully believe in that, um, whether it be for a physical ailment or something more so inward as far as emotions and inner workings of stuff. So um, by all means, I know that God can do it, and I know that he's able to do that. Um, he's, he's done it for me, honestly, um, plenty of times. But for one, I would say, um, man, I think just to kind of continue what I was just saying, um, don't be scared to come to God as you are um, because he'd rather you come to him honest with yourself. Um, but he's also a God that deals holistically. He's not just going to do something halfway. Um, and so because we are made in his, his image, he created us, <clears throat> created us um, in different facets of ourselves. There's, you know, the emotional part, the mental part, the physical part. He deals with it all, and he's able to deal with it all. And so, again, don't let that stop you from um, even considering therapy because he's all about your mental health just as much as he is your physical, just as much as he is anything else going on with you. Um, he cares about it all. He loves it all. 
and if you desire to make a change in your life, um, if you desire to get through a difficult situation, you're going to need his strength. You're going to need his peace. You're going to need his comfort, and he's waiting to give it to you. Amen. Amen. Um, And I just want to mimic what you're saying because it's so true, and I have found that in my life. Um, I recently, the past year, have um, started therapy as well, and it has been very beneficial to me. But nothing in my life has been more beneficial than God. Um, Jesus has really saved me. So I definitely mimic, and I want to tell our listeners, hey, Come as you are, you know, uh, like Lanisha said, he loves you unconditionally. And I'm going to say it another way. He loves you without conditions. A lot of times, yeah. people, I'm going to go to church when I get my hair done. I'm going to go to church when I buy new clothes. Or I'm going to go to God um, after I finish drinking or smoking. No, you go to him broken. You you go to him with with your sickness, you go to him and lay it all at his feet. And guess what? You don't have the power to change yourself, but when you give your heart over to God, when you give your heart to Jesus and say, look, Lord, I trust in you. I believe that you died and you rose without power yes. in your hands, and you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart that you are saved, guess what? He starts changing you because, again, you can't create in yourself a clean heart, but you can ask God to give you a clean heart and and to renew the right spirit within you. That comes with going to him as you are. Um, Lanisha, thank you so much. Do you have any final words for our listeners? Um, let's see. Final words. Um, I just piggyback off of what you just mentioned. Like, for real, I've seen him do it. Um, I love, it's a testimony that I love my grandmother used to um tell us constantly, well, not tell us constantly, but it would come up quite often of how she used to smoke or whatever. And she started reading her Bible every day for a while, and she noticed that she stopped picking up the, the cigarette and stopped dealing with this. So don't expect anything to change overnight. God works with us in in his timing, not our timing, but don't be afraid to trust him with the timing that he gives and watch him be able to work out things that you didn't even pay attention to before and work miracles, small, big, and any size between. Wow. Amen. Amen. Can you tell people where to follow you? And I need you to mention your podcast again, please, just in case somebody missed it. Please mention your podcast. Yes, so um, on social media, you can find me. Normally, if you search Lanisha Phillips, you can find me on my personal stuff. Okay. And and what's the name of your podcast? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and, and what's the name of your podcast again? When People Listen. Okay. And so that's on Apple and Spotify. Um, if you want to follow me as far as music is concerned, you can search Just Niche. That's either on Instagram or Facebook, I believe. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I've just been doing a lot as far as different things with music. And so the podcast, I have been kind of on a little hiatus just because I needed some time to actually take in my own words <laughs> and let my own um, podcast bless me. So 
Yeah, that's really, that's it. I believe, yeah, music, podcast. Yep, that's it. Do you have any songs that recently came out or anything that you would like our listeners to listen to? Oh, yes. I'm glad you said that. So um, myself and my dad teamed together at the end of last year, a little bit before Thanksgiving, and um, we were able to collab on a song called Greater. And it's simply just um, a song about trusting God and knowing and trusting in that he's got greater for you. Just it's it's kind of going along with what we talked about today. Just trust him, um, believe in what he can do for you. He didn't give you desires of your heart for no reason, um, and trust that he's got greater for you. Amen, amen, amen. Everyone, please make sure that you follow her. Lanisha, thank you so much for coming on and being transparent with us today. I truly believe this show has reached and touched so many people. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. Thank you. As always, I want to say that we are not licensed therapists, doctors, or specialists. On this show, we share our real-life journey and talk about real-life topics and issues. Again, you are not alone. Thank you for listening to a Fresh Start podcast. Each day is a new day, and we all have brand-new mercies. So here on a Fresh Start podcast, we encourage you to start each day fresh and new. Keep in mind that the ones in control of your life are God and then you. Be sure to to subscribe to our channel for more life-changing topics. Until next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.